Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is a message brought to our church by one of the men of Moses Lake Baptist Church. We hope that it is a blessing to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Tonight's uh, lesson, if you guys want to follow along, go ahead and turn to Psalm 90. Psalm 90. So as uh, Pastor mentioned last week, uh, we looked at how we can become better stewards of our money. Um, And specifically, I left us with a couple applications. And the first one of those was learning to be more content. Learning to be more content. And the second there was to practice some self-control. And we see a lot of overlap as we start to look tonight at stewarding time. We'll see a lot of overlap and, and some principles as it relates both to time and money. Um, but, you know, tonight I, I want to focus more on time. We'll have some other applications here at the end. But just like money, uh, God gives each one of us different quantities, whether it's time or money. Each one of us have different quantities that we've been entrusted with and um, are, are trusted to steward. And uh, I just want to spend some, t- some time tonight looking at what the Bible has to say with our time and um, how we can just be better stewards of that. Um, again, simply put, when we look at stewardship, what that means, it, it, it literally just means managing God's resources. And for those of us who know God, it's, it's something that we want to manage to the glory of God. Okay, So tonight, let's uh, read there in Psalm 90. We'll start there in verse 1. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, Even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, ye child of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as sheep in the morning, and are like grass which groweth up. And then the morning it flourish, and groweth up. And in the evening it's cut down and withereth. Let's jump down there to verse 12, and it says, So teach us to number our days, so that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, and we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days therein, or wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil." Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thy work of thy hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands, establish it. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, just uh, uh, thank you for allowing us to to worship here tonight freely. Lord, I'm thankful just to uh, lift up your name in song, and just as we head to your word here to get some principles from your word, I just pray that you would speak to each one of us. You know, each one of us are different places as we talk about stewarding time and stewarding money. And Lord, I just pray that you meet us where we're at, uh, just uh, expose the areas where we can be, become better stewards. And uh, Lord, just uh, continue to, to work on us. And uh, Lord, we just we lean upon you for our strength. Father, we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I think what we see here in Psalm 90, this is a prayer um, that we see of Moses. And, and to sum it up, uh, in verses one, 1 and 2, there's this emphasis on the eternal nature of God. 
And I love that truth there at the end of verse two. It says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And what a great truth that we see there. As we move there to, the, to verses three to through six, um, Mises, Moses, Mises, Moses speaks on the, the fragile nature that we have as humans and getting to the fact that our time here on earth, it truly is short, right? And then in seven through 11, there's this emphasis on um, our sinful nature and, and our shortcomings before a perfect God, right? And then in nine through 12, Moses stresses how short life is comparison to God's eternal nature. And I love there in verse 12, the lesson that it says, teach us to number our days that we'll apply our hearts unto. And lastly, uh, he closes down in, in um, verses 13 through 17, and he prays for God's grace upon his people. And how true that, that we need that. We need God's grace here in our life, right? So in, in Psalm 90, Moses focuses there on God's greatness, our human weakness, and really for the Lord uh, to provide grace unto us and to our daily needs. And uh, we need to seek him. We need to seek that wisdom that God provides. We need, need that each and every day to, that, that, to really see the full glory of God. So as we look in, I just have a couple things um, to look at. I, I think just to highlight the need for why we need to steward our time. And uh, the first one here is, is the reason is time is a vapor, but I, I want to look at both time as a vapor, but God is eternal. When we look at uh, James chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Whereas ye know not what uh, shall be on morrow, but what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then it vanish away. You know, a couple, a few weeks ago, um, we had a, a memorial service. Uh, Chrissy's grandmother passed away, and at that at that service, you know, we're sitting there in Quincy looking over uh, the field at the cemetery, and it's decorated with headstones, uh, loved ones that have gone on before us, and uh, the, the, the pastor who's doing uh, the ceremony had some time to sit with Christie's grandmother um, before, before she passed. And as they talked about the memorial service and what might be said, um, really the focus that, that she told uh, the pastor was she wanted folks to know she, she lived a good life. She lived a long, good life. But with that, she also wanted folks to know how fast that went by. And that really, you know, when, when we talk about time, um, I think in, in all of us, and even those who have, uh, who have kids or have had kids um, growing up, it's always one of those things that we always say, man, that went by fast. Right? I can't believe how, how quickly that went. And uh, I, I think that's really what, what we're seeing here um, that the Bible is trying to show us is, uh, as Moses is saying, this, this time will quickly fade, right? This time will quickly go. And uh, by the time Moses wrote Psalm 90, if we put this in a little context, he was evidently an older man. He had come to realize that his time on earth would come, come to a close. Um, it was... Uh, you know, in verse 10, he says, the years of our lives will soon cut off, or in other, ways, other words, they're quickly passing, right? And uh, I, I think as, as we grow older, we look back, you know, I think, you know, hearing my parents warn me, hey, don't be so anxious for tomorrow. You'll wish it, it wasn't gone. And today, we're always like, man, where'd the last year go? Where'd the summer go? The pastor, you're just saying that. Like, the summer's almost gone, right? And so we have this, um, this thing. But each of us is given a specific number of days in our lives. And I think that we need to desire the same thing that Moses desired, and that is to establish that work in our hands. 
we want to see that God does something with, with the time that we've had on earth, right? And this time, the children of Israel, if we look in context here, uh, they, they refuse to believe in what God's promises are. Remember, they've gone um, out of Egypt. They're in the desert. They send some spies into the land of Canaan. And here they are at this point where they have, a, have to choose, hey, is that as scary as we think it is? Do we trust God or don't we? And they, they decided not to. And the consequence of that was what? It was aimlessly wandering around the desert. And for 40 years during that time that the Israelites roamed, it was really with no specific destination, right? It was a time, obviously, where God was growing them. Uh, God was um, giving them some, some decisions to make in, in their walk. Um, but literally, they were sentenced to pass time in the desert. And I think sometimes we... May I say, we do the same thing. We, we wander aimlessly. We don't, don't really have a path that we've set out on. Um, maybe for some of us, it's just punching that clock in and out of work, right? And then every day we go into work, uh, we come, come back. Uh, some of us is living, hey, man, I just want to get through the end of the week. Right? I just want to see what's on the end of Friday. And I hear that all the time with people. You know, I tease them at work. I always tell people, my favorite day is Monday. You know, quit bringing me donuts on Friday. I want to celebrate on Monday. Like, we have a lot to accomplish this week, right? And uh, so, so for some of us, that's just, hey, we got to do our time. And uh, I, I just want to say that just like the Israelites, um, we may miss out on the blessings that God has. Right? When we're not stewarding, when we're not looking at the time that we have, when we're not looking at today, but we're focused on tomorrow. And uh, just as a side note, I think, you know, when we're always looking at tomorrow, when we're always looking at the weekend, I think we completely miss what the present is, right? We completely miss what's in, what's in the here and now. Let's get back to Moses here. So he recognized how to avoid this mentality. He, he recognized how do we redeem our time. And I think that's here in the, this pivotal verse here in chapter 12. It says, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And uh, essentially, Moses says that unless we come to understand the briefness of life and place proper value on the time that we have, no matter how short the time we have, no matter how long that time we have, we, we won't gain a wise heart unless we learn to number, um, num number those days, understand life's brief briefness. You know, I think it's interesting, you know, being uh, in the business world myself, uh, we hear a lot of terms go around about time management. Past year, a lot, a lot of leadership books, a lot of things on how to manage your time. And that's dangerous because I think we need to look at, at time as time's going to keep on going. We can't tell that clock. We can't manage that clock to not do every second. We can't manage that clock to go around and, uh, and however fast or slow we want it to. But we need to understand that we need to manage ourselves, right? It's not just about managing that clock. Uh, time will keep going, whether or not we're paying attention to it. Um, you know, we, we need to try to manage what are we doing in the here and now, because that time will keep moving, and we need to figure out how to maximize on that. And uh, I think the, the simplicity of this truth really struck, struck me uh, when it transfers, when I transfer that ownership of my day-to-day -day schedule from time, and I put that ownership on me, right? I'm not, no longer focused on, hey, I, this, I only have this much time. And instead, I look at the decisions I'm making with my time, the time that I'm allotting. 
And, and when we do that, I can't be the victim of busyness, right? I can't be the victim of a crowded schedule. I've, I've set that for myself. I've, I've granted access to my day. I've granted access to every single item on my calendar. Time didn't overbook me. I overbooked me. So as James helps us understand how life is like a vapor, we must not forget that we need to recognize that God is eternal. And I think just like money, just like we talked last week, our relationship with time is so much different than God review, uh, God's relationship with time, right? Um, I think when we look at God and time, he's able to move in and out of it, forwards and backwards. Uh, he encompasses all time within himself. Um, it, honestly, when I, when I say this, it almost causes my brain to have this little meltdown to understand how does God do this, right? How, how does God uh, view time? And um, there's an analogy I want to share with you that uh, I think helped me understand it. And that is a, a picture of this. An author sits down to write a book. And he's writing a book uh, about the story of a young girl's life. And he writes her adventures on the pages. And he writes the people she meets and the interactions she has um, throughout her lifetime. And he's sitting there here and telling the story in the middle of this girl's life. And as he's pinning it, he says, as she sat playing with a doll, there came a knock at the door. The author stands up. He's hungry. He's been writing this book. He's hungry. He wants to get something to eat. In reality, the girl in the book, the, that story, time has stopped, right? But the author continues uh, to, to move around. And the future is there waiting to be penned on the pages. The food has been gotten. The author comes back, flips through the pages that he's penned, goes through them, um, th looking at how is that story going to continue. And, and for him, for that author, all of that girl's life is, is, is encompassed on these pages. Everything about this is on those pages. And he stands completely outside. He stands independent of what he's created in those pages, yet causes every aspect of it to exist. All right, mind blown, just like mine yet? All right, maybe you're not following me, but you know, this is how God is. You move in and out, forward and backward, just as this story, and you don't know what's on the other end of that knock, right? And I think Peter tells us, um, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. Man, that's encouraging. You know, I, I mean, we think of eternity in heaven. For those who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, we think of an eternity in heaven. I tell you what, when you sit down and think, what is an eternity going to look like? It's going to look like that, right? A thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. It's hard to comprehend. And so I think from the human perspective, we really perceive this as being a hopeless event. We really perceive it as, I'm here today, gone tomorrow. When we look at the radar of eternity, I'm just a blip on it, right? But really, it's more meaningful than that. It's more meaningful than just that blip on the radar. Certainly, nothing can be so brief, yet sustain us with hope for the future. And I think that's where we need to place our hope, is looking at God's going to endure longer than the world's going to endure. So there is where our hope must be, right? Uh, when, we, when we come to the, the, the pleasures of this world, we have to understand those are going to flee away. Those are going to be gone with. But understand, God will exist, right? 
And so I, I think one of the many lessons that we can learn from this concept is really um, of, of God's sovereignty. And he's given us enough time to accomplish what he set out for us to accomplish. Now, now don't let that say that you don't have free will, right? God, God has a plan for your life. He's going to give you options. He, you have free will to do what, take whatever path you want. But I'll tell you guys, God wants us to follow his, his path, his plan for our lives. And, and that's really, you know, when we look at um, since the beginning of time, uh, as we know it, right? And for God, it's different. But at the beginning of time, as we know it, he's had, he's had a path forward. He's had a plan with his people. And part of that plan is his call for us to steward the time that he's entrusted to us. So I think to help us understand why we should steward our time, again, we need to understand that life is like a vapor, but God is eternal. But to further this thought, uh, we also need to focus on eternity, Let's look at an example of of someone who realized time was short, yet really managed to to accomplish a lot and um, make a lot of their life. And uh, I think many of us can agree when when I say King David, that's a man who accomplished a lot. You know, Pastor alluded this to Sunday in our our study of 2 Samuel. Um, You know, David was, was able to accomplish more in his lifetime than the most men dream of accomplishing in their lifetime. And, uh, you know, you look at his story. He was born in the backwoods of Bethlehem. um, But before he died, uh, the nation had unprecedented growth um, and influence. Um, The the wealth and the the wisdom that he had gained um, by following God through his life. You know, you look in in the word of God. David's name is mentioned almost 900 times, only second to that of Jesus. And we might wonder how David was able to accomplish so much. And I think we get a glimpse of that in Psalm 39, verse 4 through 5. It says, Lord, make me to know mine end and measure of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as a breath, uh, a handbreadth, and mine age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity, right? The best state that we have as men is vanity compared to God. And I think that, you know, David, just like Moses that we saw earlier, was impressed with with life's brevity, with that shortness, and the importance of using our time wisely. And God moves from, you know, I, I think towards directing our flow from the world to understanding his purpose for our life, for his ultimate goal for us. And uh, I think that's when we need to understand, we need to have some intentionality in what we're doing. We need to have um, some, some proper stewardship of our time that God has entrusted to us. Frankly, I, I think if I put it this way, eternity, eternity can simply uh, not tolerate laziness or complacency. Let me say that again. Frankly, eternity simply cannot tolerate laziness or complacency. We cannot be content merely with these short opportunities that we have to serve God and people. We need to realize that life is far too short and that we are accountable to the Almighty God. And we need to make the most of our days. And I think there would be several acceptable activities in our lives, different vocations that we may take up. Um, and, and we need to find the best way to steward our, ourselves through that. 
and you guys, don't, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that, you know, through every waking moment that we have, this needs to be every moment. This is intense, productive activity for the Lord. Certainly, I, I think there's time in the Bible. I see it, time for, for rest, relaxation, for play. You know, you look at the, the Sabbath principle alone. What do we see there? It's this pattern of creation and this rhythm of rest and, and, and realizing that for our mental and physical needs, we need some rest, right? I, I look at the life of Jesus, and there are, there are periods of even Jesus' life where he had, he had times of solitude, uh, times of feasts, times of weddings. You know, he, there's other things that go on in life with that. Yet I think... If we understand through all of that, God's central purpose, uh, if we shape it to the word of God, is that our activities and, and the things that we do need to align with God's purpose, right? Well, the, the, uh, um, the effectiveness and the resources that we have to, to gain that alignment with what God's purpose is for our lives. And I think that, you know, many of us can feel the pressures of this world. Many of us feel, you know, whether it's kids or job or, or spouse or work, what, whatever uh, just comes for our time. And really, it, that, it, that attention that we need kind of squeezes life out of us sometimes, right? It really just, just sucks uh, the energy out of us. And, uh, you know, when, when this happens, we really start to lose sight of what really matters, right? When, when those kids say, hey, I need this, or, you know, wife says, hey, can you help me with this? Or pastor saying, hey, can you prepare a message? And boss says, hey, I need you to work late this week. And all, all these things, and, and you start to run out of time. You start to realize, hey, I don't, I don't have enough of this, right? And, and we make decisions on, on how we can be, best use our time, but sometimes forget that we need to have God in there as well. Right? We're trying to accomplish all these worldly tasks, and we forget that, hey, God's here. And our ultimate responsibility is to him. And what matters most in the, in, in the long run isn't how long we live, how much we're able to accomplish, but how we live. So that last truth I, I want us to recognize to help us steward our time is really understanding that our time belongs to God. And I think uh, being a good steward of God's time is really an excellent way that we can honor the Lord. It's a, it's a way that we can show our love. And more than anything, when we um, really steward our time wisely, we're able to serve God more with our lives. Sometimes we're, we're too busy doing the things for God that we're not able to do the things of God. And, uh, you know, many of us have been going through the study here on Thursday nights, and it's that same thing, that that spiritual busyness, right? It's not spiritual health. And the same thing that goes back to what time do we have and where is our purpose and, and who are we asking to be a part of that? In Colossians 3, uh, the Word of God tells us to do everything as unto God and not men, a man. And I, I think this is because the things that we do for God show stewardship of our time. The things that we do for man is a lack of stewardship. It's, a, it's our focus here on this earth. And just as last week when we talked about giving our, our first fruits or our, our money to God, I, I want to focus the same thing in time when we look at time. God shouldn't have our leftovers, right? God shouldn't have our leftovers of time. He needs to have our first. And we do that and we show 
God that he is God, that he is worthy of our time, that he is worthy of our lives, and we are focused in stewarding the time that we have. And that's, that's he desires that. And I, and I think that he blesses that. And I think just like our money, uh, when we talk about time, uh, is to show him that we love him. We, we serve him, we grow closer to him. How many times have, when we put God first, whether it's our, our Bible time, whether it's our reading time, uh, whether it's just meditation on the Lord, how much more uh, blessed can we say those days in our lives are, right? And it's not this, hey, if you do this, you'll get this in return, right? It's not that, that hey, if you give to God, he'll give you more back. But how true is it when we give God our time there's a true blessing in that when you are so close and have this relationship with him. Someone once said it this way, time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once you've lost it, you can never get it back. So hopefully uh, here tonight, I've conveyed the importance of why we must steward our time. I want to take just a couple more brief moments and just look at some practical ways that understanding how important it is to steward God time, um, knowing how important it is to God that we do so, and look at some ways that we can put this into practice. The first, the first way that I believe that we can better steward our time, there's going to be lots, but here's just some main focuses that I think. The first one here is take responsibility. I, I think we live in a lot of times now where we, we don't really feel like responsibility is ours. And this even creeps in into churches. I'm not saying our church, but churches across America, across the world, where we start to put this blame, this lack of ownership. You know, it was, um, it was really the devil who made me do it, or the government, or pastors, or our children, or even how our parents treated us, or different experiences we had in church. And we say, hey, this is, this is the reason I do what I do. But I think we need to take a step back and realize we need to take some, some, some ownership or some responsibility of this. Here's the thing. In the end of it all, we'll be measured by how we used our time, right? The Bible, the Bible tells us that. We're gonna, we'll be measured according to how we stewarded our time. And, and those are true for all resources that God has given us. And uh, just, I, I think... Uh, Pastor, you preached on this. I don't know when, but I'm just going off, off my notes here. But when we talk about money, we talk about how God will give you more to manage, but it's more responsibility to manage that. Do you remember this, this thought? Maybe not. If not, I'm making up words for you, right? <laughs> but I, I think the same is true. When God gives us more time or more things to manage with our time, we, we have that greater responsibility to use it wisely. All right. Uh, I, I really came across a story I want to share with you that, that pulled at my heartstrings as a, as, as a working father. There was a son playing ball in the yard one day. His dad's leaving, headed towards the car. And he says, Dad, where are you going? Can you play ball with me? He says, no, son, I, I got some work to do. Um, I'll, I'll see you later tonight for dinner. Before his dad gets to the car, he says, Dad, how much, how much do you make for each hour you work. Dad's a little reluctant to share this with his little boy. He says, son, $30 an hour. Son says, okay. Week goes by, the next Saturday, he's playing in the yard with that same ball. His dad walks out, about to go to work again. 
And the son goes to his dad and says, Dad, I've been saving. I took some money that I had saved up. I have $15. Can I pay you for a half hour to play ball with me? And I, I think that this story really tugged at me a little bit, but how many times do we neglect the important things in life? Right? To put things in order that, of how God sees the importance of that. You know, we must not be like that third, um, that, uh, that third servant in Luke 19 who hid his talents instead of multiplying it. And I think instead of complaining about how we don't have enough time, we need to find out how to steward our time better. And the truth is that we all have the same 24 hours in a day, and we can manage our time just as well as the most successful people manage their time. Will it be easy? I don't think so. I think we've, we develop habits, we develop laziness, we have our priorities mixed up. It takes practice. It takes self-discipline. It takes you taking responsibility for that, those small steps in order to manage what God's given you. So I think to better steward our time, taking responsibility, but second, a practical way, is we need to remove some distractions in our lives. And I think there's countless things, as I mentioned earlier, that are just competing for our time. Uh, there's so many things that waste our time, to be frankly. And I could stand up here and just show you my whole life of how, how I myself waste time. So I'm preaching on myself here. But, you know, even when we have the best intentions, when we sit down and say, hey, I'm going to watch an educational video on this, or I'm going to listen to this podcast that's going to help me be a better ex, right? We, we have all these things that is that bad to do? Not necessarily, but what will we, have we put that above other things that we should be better stewarding our time with? We, we allow those things to overshadow how, how good of an employee we are at work, how uh, the commitments that we've made either to our spouse or to our kids. Um, you know, we, we let these over, overcome even our Bible time, our time with the Lord, and say, hey, I'm going to learn this new thing, and I'll be able to use it for God, but we neglect building a relationship to the God that we want to serve. And so, you know, getting rid of distractions isn't easy. I saw a study here. Um, Americans spend 35 minutes on average each day deciding what to eat. 35 minutes, gone. Four hours watching TV, three hours on our smartphone, 40 minutes on YouTube. If it's me, flip that with a couple of these others, right? 27 minutes on social media. And you think, hey, maybe that's not me, right? Maybe I don't have YouTube or phones or smartphones or whatever. I, I couldn't find the statistics in those old magazines you older people had that showed some of those statistics that you wasted your time on. So I, I can't really say what those are, Jim. <laughs> but, you know, those, those all, we, as I say that, you know exactly what those areas in your lives are. I don't have to be the one to point out whether that's the TV, whether that's the social media, whether that's just being lazy and not doing anything right? I, I don't need to be the one. That's on your mind. That's between you and the Lord. But you guys, I even find times myself when I'm sitting either at work or I'm trying to accomplish something, I need to turn off my phone. I need to turn off those distractions. I, I need to just remove it to focus on what I've committed to in my schedule. And how many times have I not done that and been sucked into wasting hours, wasting time, not following through with the commitments that I've made? And I think to effectively remove these distractions, we need to be honest with ourselves. You know, the, the last way I just want to encourage you here tonight is to become a better steward of our time. Review your day. 
Review your day. You know, I think first and foremost, uh, we need to ensure that we're giving God sufficient time to lead and guide us. We need to give God that time in our lives. And, you know, many of us continue to continue on life. We make our own plans, uh, really with no concern for the end goal. We just make plans to stay busy. You know, how many times have we filled the calendar so something else didn't fill up that calendar, right? Just to stay busy so something else didn't fill it in. You know, in the book of James, he says, we don't know what tomorrow will bring, but we do know there isn't much time. And I, I think there, there isn't, I, I'm not trying to say we shouldn't be planning here. I, I think that's one of the things, we talked last week about budgeting our money. I think, I think that's very same principle here. We can budget our time. We can plan that time, right? But we need to also understand in that plan, just like our budget for money, our budget for time, or plans for time, need to include God in them. And, you know, a, a lot of times we miss out on the special plans that God has for us. We miss that, miss that path he's taking us down because how much better do we think our plans are? And we neglect to give that attention to the Lord. And we find ourselves just like the Israelites wandering through the desert, wasting time. We're just going through the motions. Sure, we're going to learn something through that process, but we're not focusing on what the Lord has for us and the truths that he has for our lives. You know, you, when you look at the creation story, when God created the world, you'll notice that, that God took each and every day to review his work. And what did he say about it? It's good, right? And I think that when we review our day, it's not a time where we get to say, man, I wasted time. I didn't accomplish anything I set out to do. I, I, I need to do better tomorrow or next week or next month. And we really get down on ourselves Instead, reviewing allows us to, to really look at, hey, what areas do I need to improve upon in the way that we manage our time? And a couple questions I want to put before you that you might ask yourself at the end of a day as you look at, hey, how did this day go? First one, did I put God first? Was he priority on my list? Even in conversations or in relationships that I had, was God first in those? Are there things that I wasted my time on and I put in front of other work? You know, what did I allow into my life that, that I could have spent with my family, that I could have spent being a better employee, that I could have spent investing in someone else? What, what in my schedule can I adjust to maybe do this better tomorrow? And I, I think a hard question to ask, did I live today unto God or did I live today unto this world? You know, at the end of our life, Will we honestly be able to say, I fought the good fight and I finished the race? Or will we leave this earth with some regret that maybe we wasted some time? We didn't, we didn't witness to individuals that we could have. We didn't spend some time praying for some individuals that we could have. Knowing how to be a good steward of our time not only help, helps us to be more productive with our lives, but it also helps us to glorify God in all that we do. And maybe you can identify really with this person who sums up their life that says, I never really accomplished anything except eating cake. Always finish that, right? Let that not be us. Let that not be us. You know, the Bible tells us um, to one, he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Seven words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And seven words to the other, what did he say? Depart from me, I never knew you. And so why does it matter? Why does it matter how I use my time? 
I think it's most important because the time we have is limited. God wants to, us to use it wisely. And ultimately, we're going to give an account to God for the time that we spent. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.